there. Thanks for joining us on the Jock and Journo Show. It is preliminary final week. What a massive uh, episode we have got in store for you. And uh, I'm Jay Clark, but in the blue corner is the five-time Copeland Trophy winner, the six-time All-Australian from Sale. Scott, the slugger Pendlebury's. You're like, we've done this before. It, maybe we have. Well, I thought with the whole, with the combative theme and the giant sort of punching and getting roughing up and physical, I thought we could go with the, uh, the boxing intros. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, I got it now. No, yeah. explaining. That's, um, Sharp. That's great. Yeah, no, it's good. And I worked in the five time, six time. How are you, Coco? Yeah, going very well. You're actually just looking at Scott, the yeah. robot. Uh, you can't actually tell that it's prelim week. No, look at can't. him. He doesn't look any different. Yeah. Doesn't look phased. <laughs> he's aged in the he's last in here week. in his hoodie. <laughs> nah, after well, 300 actually, games, it's all downhill. downhill yeah. Well, we got a lot to talk about this week, including the massive preliminary final against uh, GWS. And, oh, haven't they brought a bit of spice and zest to this final series? Really put their physical stamp uh, on this September campaign. You couldn't have played it. You played a straighter bat than Jeffrey Boycott in your press conference on Monday. Jeffrey we're going <laughs> to get to the core of that issue and uh, plenty more on uh, today's episode. But just quickly, you had your 300th um, the other week and your hair was, you had a, you had a nice performance for that, right? Did you just, do you put, do you get the, the product in there for your, for your games? Do you like, in no, the milestone games, it, it was not. It was looking. Was it? Was no, looking yeah. no, I'm a, just put Vaseline, you know, before the game. In your hair? Yeah, just that. Chuck that in the front. Just a bit of Vas. And across the top of the head so the sweat doesn't drip into my eyes. And okay. That's it. Yeah, no no products. He's like just, a boxer. Yeah, Vas across there. So, yeah. like, the sweat runs down the side of my face. Yeah. Otherwise, it gets in your eyes and stings yeah. and stuff like that. So. Yeah. In my experience, yeah. that's that's the great dilemma for the for the local football because you want to be sort of you know you want to be looking your best still clearly just in case you know the, the snapper comes along and takes yeah, a yeah. shot but it does sting when that stuff gets in your eye and you sweat unnecessarily. No, well, you put the vaseline there so it makes the sweat like run down. Right. Side. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who wears the, who's got the product in that team? Do you reckon? Ah, uh, Steve-O, Jaden Stevenson. Have a look at his hair when yeah. we play. So he's he doesn't he's, move. Yeah. No matter what happens. So he just move. cops the sting, doesn't he? Yeah, he's prepared to cop the sting. <laughs> <laughs> Got to look good for that snapper. Yeah. yeah. And Steel strikes me as a no product man. He's, he's got, got no, no hair. hair. That's right. Even still, even still, if he had hair, he, he, he wouldn't be putting the... Reedy? No. Yeah, Reedy just goes baby oil <laughs> on top, shine it up. Baby oil? Yeah. Why? Shine, oh, shine the, you know how the boys put... They get the like, dome? Yeah, you know, Dangerfield puts the oil on the arms to shine them up. Yeah, but to make Brady him puts it on his dome, just make it shiny. Is that a rare joke from the skipper? No. Is he child? Is that a gag? He does it. He, he puts baby oil on top of his head. Baby oil on top of his head. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. All right, we need ready on. To if explain. he plays this weekend, have a look at it. It will just be glistening. This this needs to go to ready because if he's well, what how, why how could that possibly help him? Well, how can putting product in your hair help you? It doesn't, but it looks good apparently. Does it look good? Does it? I don't know. Well, Steve, I reckons it looks amazing. He's in front of the mirror for 15. All right. The good people out there, Reedy, tweet baby us oil. in. Johnson's. Johnson's baby. You know, is it called Johnson's and Johnson's yeah, baby yeah, oil? Yeah, Johnson and Johnson's. Pink lid, rubs it in, and bang, shines it up. To the ladies out there, Twitter us. At Clarky Herald Sun, at SP10. What are you, Coco? Uh, at Braden Cox. Underscore Cox. Yeah. Are you turned on by footballers <laughs> who have a shiny chrome dome? Because that seems to be the... Yeah, and like an oiled-up chrome dome. An oiled-up chrome dome. This yeah, is yeah. extraordinary. The big revelations on the Jock and Jedi show, we take the piss. But this is serious stuff, and you've got a massive game coming up 
on uh, Saturday, Scotty. Now, um, let, let's be honest. Toby, Toby Green and his merry men are, are getting real fisty. What's merry men mean? Well, he's, he, and, his, and his crew. Yeah, and the giants. They, they bring their knuckle dusters. Yeah. And they try and rough you up and punch you up and get all in your face. Um, and they're going to try and do it again on Saturday. So they're not intimidated. And um, I was speaking to Braden Maynard yesterday at the Open Collingwood <laughs> Media Session, yep. and he said, bring it on, boys. He said, we'll be ready to fight fire with fire. Now, uh, tell us about the aggressive sort of um, uh, how aggressive you're going to be when they come and try and ruffle your feathers. Um, well, it's a funny one for me. I don't, I'm not a big believer in it. So when I watched the game um, – against the Giants, I thought both sides were – it was going to distract one side or the other. And I thought Brisbane early got preoccupied with, like, the little bit of the physicality, the niggle, and mm-hmm. overreacted, got sucked into a free kick that probably wasn't there, but got paid, and then they got a goal from it. And you have a look at the final margin, three points, and they gave away a double goal yep. from believing, you know. If you look at the after-quarter time, there was barely any niggle in the game – it just goes back to being footy. So for the first 15 minutes, there might be a little bit of stuff after the ball, off the ball, whatever that sort of stuff is. But at the end of the day, the scoreboard's the biggest motivator and they jumped out to a quick start, gave them a bit of a leg up. Brisbane maybe got preoccupied with they're going to come after players. Yeah, I, don't, I think we're a mature enough a group to handle it. And the best time they can get us and the best time we can get them is when you've got the footy and you crunch them in a tackle and... Crunch him on the scoreboard. So from from a man who's never been suspended in his entire five times, six times, three hundred and one game. Three hundred and one, three hundred and two. Three hundred and one. I don't even know if he would have been looked at. I've been looked at once. Oh yeah. The two thousand and eight for Shepherd. For Shepherd. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the most limpest of suspensions. The Shepherd. (laughs) Physical Shepherd. I was trying to help. So what do you what do you go, what do you go back with when they try and uh, rough you up and or no, bit of trash there's, talking and oh this is what do you come up yeah there's always with? trash talk yeah um, yeah this I would expect nothing less from them and they would expect nothing less from us it's a prelim mm-hmm. all's on the line um, their physical games energy is going to be high early and what I'd say to my boys is be smart mm-hmm. so don't not engage in it but stand up for yourself but be smart don't don't give away a free kick suck them into giving away a free kick. Um, but that's as I said, like this is not even one percent of our focus or worry. Mm. If they're going to worry about that, then maybe that's taking their eye off the play or something like that. So, look, I'm I'm expecting them. You know, they're a physical side. They hunt the footy as well as anyone. Mm. They're tough around the ball as well. So they got they got a bit of cheek about it. Sorry, I'll get it to you in a second. They've got some spunk, some cheek. They're in your face. They're any, chirpy. any side's got cheek about them when they've kicked the first four goals of a game. Mm. Like you're up and about. Look you the, feel good. They've looked good in this final series. Mm. Um, and I think it's more something that is working for them. So, mm. like, um, I don't think it's a factor for us to have to worry about because it's something that is, it works for them and it might help them get up and about. But, yeah, I think that we've, this group's been together for long enough. We've dealt with enough situations that I think we'll be ready and prepared. And, if, you know, if it, the game doesn't go our way on Saturday, it's not because we weren't ready to stand up physically and yeah it's a it is amazing that there's these threads through finals about this sort of stuff you know like the thread is the, the giants in your face the way they're playing the best thing about the way they're playing is they're scoring quickly they have 
probably scored the most out of the sides that have played twice in the finals. They smacked the Bulldogs against, you know, they put score on the board quickly. They've got some really good players that are made for finals. So, um, you know, everyone's talking about, say, Toby Green, you know, first final, bit of niggle, second final, niggle. But everyone's forgetting he had 30, had five clearance, kicked two goals. No, we're not forgetting that. Well, I haven't heard it mentioned once. No, he's... It's he, all about the niggle. No, he's a superstar. That's why he's... he's massive risk. So I think that's the thing with them is you can't can't get too caught up in, oh, he might niggle, he might do this because, like, you know, Toby Green's been probably their most influential player in the finals. Mm. So if he plays or if he doesn't say, don't worry about the niggle, that sort of stuff, it's going to last for five seconds, get on with it and just yeah. make sure we can shut him out of the game. But they've been targeting players and I think... That's important. So they went after Bontempelli and Lockie Neal. What impact does that have? So they might give away a goal, but if they negate them and, and take them out of the game yeah. or really get inside their heads, what impact does that have? Yeah, I think it's the target. Whoever DeBoer is playing on is the team target, which that looks like it's been pretty obvious through the finals. Um, yeah, and I think for whoever gets sat with by us, it's not going to be the first time they've been tagged. and. Um, we know how to manipulate that in our favour because obviously he's going to start where we start and we can pull him around into what we want to do. So, you know, it's going to be an awesome battle. We had a great battle with him last year in the final. I think we ended up winning by maybe like nine points or ten points. So yeah. we know it's going to be a pretty fierce game. Jordan Lewis said that Matty DeBoer would go to Taylor Adams. I would have thought he'd be the a long shot. I'd have, I would have thought, it would, would it be you or Steele or probably Steele than you? Then... Adam Chalor or Taylor Adams, maybe. But I'd be very surprised if it's uh, Taylor Adams. I think it'd be um, your steal. Speaking of Taylor Adams and Toby Green, have they got beef? They're like best mates. Yeah. Do you remember last year how... No, they had a bit of a... Like, Toby Green and Tay, they're basically... As far, I don't really know Toby that well. I've met him a couple of times. Super nice fella. And then Tay is the same. But once they cross the white line, they both have white line fever. And I think because they're mates, they go harder at each other. Mm. You know, and last year, I think they had a bit of a dust up and a scuffle and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that's, I don't know, they, they enjoy going harder at each other because they're mates. Talking about boxing, yep. who do you think are the best matches out, out of GWSV Collingwood? Like a, a Toby Green versus a Taylor Adams. That's the one. I think, I think Bruz has got a lot to offer. <laughs> on Toby. Yeah, yeah after speaking to him yesterday, oh boy, fireworks. Probably wouldn't <laughs> want to match up on Mummy. Probably, oh, probably stay Brody. a bit clear. Yeah. Brody Grundy and Brody would have to. There's some big, as I think, I think was it Bruzzi who said there's some guys for both sides that are big physical, like Rupert for us as well. Like he's tackle king, 103 tackles. I think he's the quickest guy ever to 100 tackles in AFL career. So they've got Hopper, Taranto. They're who said they're like you look at their side and it's they're pretty. You know, there's class and talent and toughness on every line. So. Yeah. It's um yeah, it's gonna be a big game. Contrasting styles because they're real they're yeah, they're the schoolyard bullies, they're real sort of punky, in your face, aggressive, brash, and you Collingwood's like the new super citizens of the AFL now, aren't they? Like all the Kumbaya led by Bucks and the <laughs> mindfulness and gratitude and empathy led by the ultimate clean skin over here. So I like I like the the um <clears throat> the angel versus the It's a very good boy team. Very good, good boy team. I think, only, I think it's like Tay's been suspended once or twice and Steele's been suspended twice. That's it. You tried to hit Hodgie that time and just swung and missed. Oh, no. He tried to hit me and missed. Didn't you, didn't you, didn't you try and hit him back? Uh, no. Did uh, the, did the, oh, yeah. Dodge fired back. Uh, missed. Yeah. Had something there. The Grundy-Mummy um, matchup, I think, could be 
a real trump card for you guys because we saw him tie a real late. Steph Martin gave him a real stitch up at the, at the weekend. We're seeing he's giving away a lot of free kicks. So he's aggressive in that contest. But how in the hell he's going to keep up with Brody around the ground is I think it's beyond him. So, you know, Adam Tomlinson is a running machine. He much more likely to get the job on Brody around the ground. But yeah. th- this is a he casts a huge shadow over this game, Brody Grundy. Well, he played really well last time, Brody, that we played up there. Um, I think, yeah, I think Mummy would probably have a look. The thing that probably works in Mummy's favour is he's played Martin and then he's going to play Grundy. Similar ruck, you know, pretty athletic, get around the ground really well. I think Brody's as good as anyone that I've seen get around the ground. So yep. they know that. And then Mummy will obviously be reviewing his game and thinking, how can I not give away yep. six or seven free kicks? Because six or seven free kicks around a clearance, that's Huge. eight clearances straight away to Brody that yep. we get territory off. So he'll have a look at that. And yeah, I think, yeah, Brody's. Um, Brody's role, he played really well last time we played him up there and his role is going to be really important just for the clearance battle in itself. While we're on the big Ruckman, I love the transparency from players about their futures and contracts and this sort of stuff. Yeah. So what bores me to death is oh, I'm just thinking about concentrating on playing footy and I'll get to that. You know, my, it's in my manager's hands. Like that dead set puts me to sleep. But Brody <laughs> Grundy yesterday yeah. said that the lure of South Australia is real. You know, he wants to bring up his kids there. He's, yeah. uh, you know, partners from there. His mum's on the phone trying to get him back every every week. Um, and we know he's a monster free agent for next season. And he was really open and honest about that, which I love. But from a club perspective, I guess it's not ideal because he's really stamping quite clearly that it's a it's a live option uh, for him. So as yeah. – um, and I know you like the sort of the American trademark and the free agency <clears throat> space. How do you interpret those comments – as captain. Yeah, I just think it's really mature. Yeah. I looked at that and um, I haven't had many discussions with Brody about it because it's something you just leave to the player and his team and the club to sort out. But, um, you know, he's – it's I think he's 25, is he, or 26? About that. Like, it's, it shows you that he's just – guys have to think of just more than footy. Like, it's not just um, – because if it was just a football decision, you know, everyone knows that he would just stay here. But he's thinking about – you know, if, if it's a five-year or seven-year, whatever the term is, is like, yeah. well, in the next seven years, what do I going to do? What do I want to do? What's what's my partner want? What's family want? What do I want? Like, it's more than just where you play your footy. And um, it, I think it's, yeah, if people haven't read it or whatever, it's probably a great one for them to read to understand the thought process of a guy from interstate, what he's thinking. And, you know, he might come to the conclusion that um, – as much as he loves his footy here, it's best for a family to grow up around support and family support from both his families or he might decide that, hey, right, let's start a family in Melbourne. You know, it's not just it's not just me or Brody in his position just going, well, this is best for just me, so I'm going to do what's best for me. Like he's thinking his partner, his family, their families, kids, brothers, brothers, kids. Like, yeah, it's a total package. And I thought I loved it and it's got no, like I know that, Say, for example, Brody come out and said, boys, this is my last few games. I like this. Go on. It's – I'm not going to be like, oh, geez, he's not going to play hard for us this week. Yeah. He, he will. And, like, yeah, I think – I can get why people don't like the I'm going to leave at the end of next year type thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that he's just being open. Like, it's – so for him to say that means he's been thinking it for, what, probably six months, a year – it's not just something you come up yesterday in the press conference and thought, geez, this sounds pretty good. I'll just, yeah. um, I'll just say this. He's obviously thought about it. So yeah. how's his form been this year? 
exceptional. It's probably his best year he's had in the league. So yep. it's not going to affect his form. That's people get so caught up in, oh, it's disloyal to the club. It's going to, well, what about if it's disloyal to your family? Like, what's more important? Everyone at this club, you'd drop, like every player in the AFL would drop or change clubs in a heartbeat if it meant this would be better for their family or the outcome could be better for their family. So there's so much more in it than just, you got to play for the club and you owe the club and all this. Mm. Like I think it's as Brody said, it's a, you've got to think long term and um, and, I, and I think it's it's probably only a select few guys in the league that are in the position where you know he's going to get a good deal, set his family up. You know, there's what's that? Maybe five to ten players. Oh, I don't know, six, seven yeah. players at every club would get get that opportunity. But he's got to be. You still have to be smart with that opportunity. And yeah, what he decides is best for him. His life, his footy, his family, his friends, what's going to make Brody the whole person the happiest he, he will do. And he could be the first person in the AFL, really. So he's a free agent next year. What if he decides this summer, makes his mind up, says, I'm going to go home? <clears throat> he could come out in round one next year if he's made that decision in his own mind and say, This is my last year at Collingwood. And gut feel is it wouldn't bother him or affect him in the slightest. The question is whether we are mature enough as footy fans, as an industry, to accept that. Now, all yeah. the evidence until this point is suggests, no. is suggests that no. we're not. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like, because the media is not mature enough. Is it us, though? Yeah, it's you. I don't know that it is. It is. Because well, every story you'll be is like, and there'll be, you know, if Brody doesn't play well, it'll be, oh, he's not, he's not concentrating. He's not fully invested. Or how can you have a guy not fully invested? Well, this is... This is where I think you're wrong because I reckon if you surveyed 10, 10 footy journos in our office, yeah. I reckon we'd all say, sign of the times, get over it. I think it's the fans. I think it's the people who come watch you play wear black and white jumpers, to be honest, who aren't yeah. au fait with that because yeah. it's not part of the AFL culture. The fans are very much shaped though by Easy to blame the media. In the media. So whatever becomes the story, this is my no. read on it, whatever becomes they think the for story. Themselves. No. They think for themselves. Disagree. Because whatever becomes the story in Twitter the AFL, they will jump on the back of the media story. So at the moment, the media out there, the story around, say, Gary Ablett, yep. is all of a sudden in the last two weeks, it's, is this it? Like, let's, it's almost like, let's throw it up. Let's, let's celebrate. There's a story about celebrating his last week because it might be his last week. Yeah. It's like they're trying to retire him. That's no, my read on it. Geez, that's all shit. So now the fans... Or buy into it. You don't even read the paper. You wouldn't even know it was, it was right anyway. Was there something about Gary Ablett about this could potentially be his last week in footy? Yeah. And so the fans should celebrate the opportunity to watch him potentially play his last game? Yes. So what is that implanting in the fans' heads? It could be the last time they that see him play. retire him. Yeah. Well, Why? That, that's Why? deliberate from the club. Otherwise, they wouldn't put him up to speak. Yeah, so what? So he was supposed to put the story to bed. You know he's not going to do that. No, no, he's he's... he's just saying really that he it could be his last game but also when you got tom hawkins up on suspension right what do you do at the same time well well you got this negative story here you ooh, ring the bell over here nice little pod look look over here and you know you get the you get the balance of it but that's not everyone's celebrating gary ablett yes there is obviously a big story there whether it's going to be his last game or not i think you'll find scott that most the of the big story this week is what? the two finals we're banging on about that every day you don't Are even we? read the paper mate yeah, would you know? You'd be the last person I'd ask to survey the well, media. Where, where do you consume your football Good question. Uh, information from? Um, 
champion data, <laughs> a lot of it. And I read the paper a bit this morning because I was having a coffee downstairs. Oh, yeah. Um, Did we write any of your press conference stuff? Did no. we get a mission in there? No, that's so a mission accomplished. That's a sign of a good press conference. <laughs> mission accomplished. Um, I was watching it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew, Captain I knew Braden, Snooze, Maynard, Braden Maynard would get a run. Yeah, um, I went to straight to Bruzzy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you just sit there reading the paper, just shaking your head at every article? Or Nah, I don't actually, as I said, I don't really read it that much. That's why he's I go by the paper sometimes on a Saturday or Sunday morning <laughs> if I'm up early enough. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't really watch the show. Let's move on. Geordie to go. Speaking of... Um, oh, Luke Hodge. He what, retired. What about him? Oh, I think we need to pay our respects to Hodgie. What do you admire most about Hodgie? His career. Four premierships, three as a captain, two best and fairest, was it? Two BNS? Yeah. Two Australians. <laughs> two Norm Smiths. Best player from that draft? Oh. <sighs> Whose CV would you like? Well, Gary Ablett was the better individual talent. Oh, Juddy. Was Juddy that one? Oh, Judd, yeah, Judd was uh, that Gary one. Gary Ablett over a longer period. Yeah. yeah. When, when Gazza was at his absolute zenith, you could not stop the man. If you could ask all those players whose CV would you want, who would you want? I think, of course, they'd all want um, Hudgies. He's premiership captain, performed on the biggest stage. He's everyone's favourite. Yeah. He played with absolute courage Unselfish. in every second. Abs- it like, wasn't about him. You listen to him in the sounds of the game. That was, was awesome. That was so good. Even you would have learned something out of that. that yeah, it was unbelievable. Just yeah. a good bloke. Yeah. Just a ripping bloke. And he played. I love how he exited. Did he have a, yeah. I don't really remember his Hawthorne send-off, and I assume he, it would have been massive. He had full chair ride and all of that stuff. <coughs> I loved so. his Brisbane departure. Just it's very low-key. Low-key, slip off into the sun, literally up there. Well, he's good. Gonna, and he, how good did he play in the finals? Yeah. Excellent. So he could have kept going, but... Yeah, he's already got a job to do. Yeah, I think he's probably the most admired guy of my my time that I've watched in footy. Like he's my favourite in yeah. my career so far. Of any player that if I could replicate or swap a career with, it would have been him. Any moment of his stand out? The goal against West Coast. Yeah, that was sick. Boundary line. Boundary line. What yeah. about he kicked one the best, really? The best thing is, is usually I reckon give him that shot ninety times. 99 times out of 100, and you probably look at the top of the square first. But it was like that day, he's well, just he like, said, nah, I know this. He, it was said, over. he said that he did. Yeah, he looked inboard, and the wind brought it back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Clarko said wind. he pulled it out of his ass. Yeah, That's yeah, so good. I, I agree with Clarko. <laughs> and he is one of the uh, absolute great blokes. I think after he, one of his Norm Smith medal wins, uh, we had the press conference, and like he, he's literally all the boys are waiting for him, beers in hand, having the time of his life. I went up to him and said, oh, gee, have you just got two minutes on whatever bloody hell is about to bore him yeah. with? And he said, yeah, mate, no worries. Yeah. And he, he gave me a couple of minutes. I could have yeah. just, oh, mate, yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah, get off. Got to go. Yeah, got to go. Yeah. I'm going to have the time of my life with my mates the next 48 hours. That's how it could have bloke uh, here. So we pay our ultimate respects uh, to the great man. Remember when... Which grand final was it? Two thousand and the ribs, Geelong. Yes, eight. Yeah. Is that eight? Eight. Yes. When Stokes yeah, was yeah. whacking into his yeah, ribs, yeah. and he said, "Go harder, mate." Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the week before, he was spitting up blood. Yeah, yeah. against St Kilda. We well, kicked a similar one to that West Coast goal in the twenty twelve grand final against Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. yeah, same spot. Yeah, yeah. he's had a freakish career. It'd be disconcerting as the opposition player when you're trying to smash into his broken ribs and he just laughs at yeah, you. Go harder, son. <laughs> you can't go harder. Yeah. What a legend. Hey, uh, speaking of legends, Jordan Dugowie is back from his week-long... Uh, Oktoberfest. 
trip to China. And he's really embracing Germany. it. He went to Germany. What did I say? China. China. Oh, did I really? Yeah. Oh, boy. Some different stuff going on there. Germany. Um, have you asked him about what his time with healing Hans was like? Um, not really. <laughs> no, I have. I spoke to him, yeah, and you just – like I think Reed has gone before Jamie Elliott yep. and Darcy, so I've yep. um, just asked sort of what – Happens. Yeah, what happens and you get these um, – I don't know. I don't even know what they call it. Active now. vegan? Is it active vegan? Active Calf vegan. blood injections? Yeah, injections and yeah. it's treatment, but it's every single day. Yeah. So for seven days or whatever it was there, it's the active vegan, it's the hands-on treatment, it's a bit of running, it's, um, yeah, healing hands, I suppose. So he just said, like, yeah, you're quite sore every day after the active vegan stuff and then the running and whatever. And, um, yeah, he said it was a worthwhile experience. He said he does, he's come back and he feels... Um, better yeah it feels better so it feels really good and um yeah now i suppose the the thing is is there's still a lot of work to go you know it's we're throwing a hail mary i think buck said that but it's worth throwing it and um if we happen to get past the giants this week and you know it'd be an awesome problem to have i'd imagine for the coaches if he can get there and put his hand up but as i said there's for geordie at this stage what is his potentially if he was to play a grand final it's still almost two weeks away so He's just got to keep ticking boxes and crossing it off, and you know, there's he's probably down to those margins where if there's one bad day in the next twelve, it's probably not likely, but um, it's worth a crack. And I think, you know, I think anyone out there, it's worth having a go to play in the grand final. So, especially a player of his ability in finals, you know, last year was our best performer in the finals. Goal running inside fifty, or was it third quarter fifty five? He kicked two of them. Yeah, he kicked two Last big quarter. ones. Yeah. yeah. Well, does he think he can play? Um, I actually like. I haven't asked him if he thinks he can play because, mm. um, yeah, I think for Geordie, he's still just trying to progress every day and get better. And this, yeah, it's hard because there's no, there's no real point in him mentally worrying about it yet until it becomes a possibility. How could you not think about it? I've been oh, thinking no, about it every minute of every day. Yeah, but so if we go out and lose on Saturday, it's done. So yeah. it's like for him at the moment is just take care of the little stuff and then come Sunday we might cross the line, we, we win Saturday night, we get there, then then dream. Mm. But, but how does but it at, not occupy oh, your thoughts? He, he would be he'd, human, right? He'd be thinking about it now, like if, you know, if the boys can do this and get this. But there's like, I as I said, be. there's – but he'd just be taking um, – why he's here, he'd be just be looking after the stuff that he needs to get right. And then in the back of his mind, no doubt, he'd be thinking, all right, I got through today. It's another step forward. Um, boys will get it done Saturday night. I'll get a clean run. Everything's going to go right. I'll get there. Yeah, that's how every athlete would think. And mm. um, yeah, even the Heath Shaw, you know, people talked about how he did text me for my 300th. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he's got spooky prediction powers or whatever. Well, playing the AFL doesn't think their side's going to win. Yeah. Oh, Pendles, good luck in your 300th. We won't be there because we'll probably get beat by the dogs <laughs> this weekend. Like, it doesn't happen. Like, yeah. of course, you're going to think your oh, side's I didn't read win. a lot into that story, to be honest. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> it was a great media story, though. That was, you know, really good by then. So, you didn't read it anyway. Um, you just saw the headline. Well, actually, well, he texted me, so I seen the actual text. Oh, okay. So, uh -huh. um, oh. Yeah, yeah, so. Um, yeah, but, yeah, it's, um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's cool that Geordie has an opportunity if we can get there. I don't think. Uh, busy thoughts is is Jordan Degoe's specialty. I think I think clear mind. He's got that down pat. It's his strength. I'm clear mind. Loving him come out of his shell more this year. Like I, I've definitely noticed in the past few months. 
I don't know, he's just having a bit more presence around the place. I reckon early days he would, he would more shy away from the from the media, or not from the media, but just from the public spotlight. Well, I think he came in the back door today. Oh, did he? Yeah. So okay. Oh, well, maybe. hurts that. Theory. Yeah, theory. <laughs> but, like, you know, he played it. He was on Triple M this morning. Was he on Triple M this morning? Yeah, and he played it up. Like, he was, well, how he was meant to be on the phone, Geordie sitting in the car or something like that. I haven't heard it yet. And then he, like, took the phone off, you know, and, yeah. and, and then there was the Oktoberfest line the other day. Do we just see more personality from him? Yeah, it's good. I like that. That's great. What happened? He was got interviewed in Germany, didn't he? And they said, what are you over here for? Or whatever. Yeah. It's an Oktoberfest. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's good. He's just having a bit of a laugh, no, the boy. That's personality. Good it's great. Good gear. Yeah. But he's he picking- didn't start until this week, though. Oktoberfest. Hmm? Yeah. Oktoberfest starts this week. Yeah. So he's missed it by a few days. What about your boy, uh, Ben Reid? Reedy, I think, um, yeah, there'd be no. Going to play or not? Well, I think, yeah, for, I don't know, how, like he's done all he can. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't be like, oh, he can't play, he's not crossed the boxes or whatever. Like he played in the, when we played Geelong two weeks ago, there was a game organised because they were out of the finals and we VFL were out. Game. VFL game here. He played in that. Yeah. Fine. We had a sort of a mini scratch match Friday night. Yeah. Just gone. He played in that. Fine. Like so. Good or um, fine? You need him to no, be good. No, like, yeah, you, you can't. You can't run around in a game yeah. out here if you're fifty percent. So yeah, he, he played like normal. Yeah. And um, yeah, it just comes down to the coaches and how they want to balance the side up. You know, it might be Ruffy Ford and they want Shaz back or they want Ruffy back, mm. so they bring Reedy Ford or they might. So we want Travi Barco forward. We want to go smaller or because mm. we've – that's the tricky one because we have looked good at times with the small forward line, yep. that pace and speed, which I think is our strength in that forward. And Vark has played well in finals. Yeah, does have a good finals record, pressure. and it's his yeah. kind of game. Yeah, and I just think through like pressure he can put on and guys like that. So I just – yeah, it depends. But the good thing about it is we've got ready-made replacements. Like, mm. you know, Geordie lasted all of 35 seconds in the first final. So yeah. it wasn't like – he had this outstanding game against Geelong and we needed him to get over the line and then all of a sudden now we're, you know, we're, oh, sh- Jesus, you know, Geordie's not playing. He just kicked four. How do we get our goals? Steve-O sort of come back at a good time too. Like, got that VFL in, got the first final, looked mm. really good. Jamie Elliott's playing exceptional. Mm. Darcy was first class. So, mm. yeah. Haynes and Davis did mark the They're ball. They're damaged, didn't they? Oh. Like absolute behemoths. Yeah. Well, it was funny because Saturday night, it was the first time in a long time that I've actually sat there and it was like I was, I don't know, just thinking, geez, this, it felt weird knowing that I could have been potentially playing, but I had the weekend off and just the mental, physical, emotional, I would just say like non-stress of it all, just sat there, relaxed on the couch and was sort of just, I was praying for extra time, <laughs> drag this out as long as we can here. And um, yeah, but then, you, you know, it was, it was weird watching a game knowing that you will play one of these two sides. Usually you watch a game and say it's round 17, you watch Brisbane GWS knowing you play Brisbane the following week. So you're sort of watching it, mm. purely watching Brisbane. Mm. Whereas it was you know, on the couch and then there was early days, it was like, oh, we'll get the Giants next week. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Brisbane made that run. You're like, oh, geez, Brisbane are pushing here with Giants. Oh, Brisbane have kicked one. They're in front. Well, it's, it's going to be Brisbane. Mm. And then they keep that late goal and you're like, well, it's back to the Giants. Like, so you were thinking, you were thinking the whole game that you would be playing Brisbane. Oh, at the start, I was like, the gi- Giants. Yeah, like oh, yep. kick the first four. Yeah, for the bulk of that. And then when they got it back to even, I was like, you know, this looks like it's on Brisbane terms, but they were struggling to score. Yeah. And then they finally got in front, and I was like, well, I think they're 
you know, they, they've done enough. They dominated that last quarter. I couldn't see a goal coming for GWS. And then, mm. um, you know, that was a, it was a pretty sick goal of that crumb. He's like, I love how he's like, I knew I had yeah. him for pace. And the checks Well, you can actually see Jeremy Cameron celebrate yeah, puts as he out. hits the ball. Yeah, they're cool. They're the cool little moments in a game, I reckon. Like, mm. so they know his speed. That's like when they were in the NBA when like Kevin Durant shoots a three and Steph Curry turns around yeah, before. Right. It's oh, even. Steph shoots a three and runs back on defense when he leaves his hand. <laughs> yeah. Even like just, but yeah, it was just, you know, it felt weird Sunday waking up fresh, not sore. Yeah. Not like, oh, I'm so sore. I barely slept last night from the game. It's just a, it was a good experience like to have the week off. I enjoyed having it off and feel really good now. What did you think about the cats cheering you <laughs> off for your 300? That was a nice touch, wasn't it? Joel came up to me at the end of the game and just said, we're going to line up for you for your 300th. And I said, yeah, thanks. And I was actually trying to organise our boys to hurry up because we were giving footies out. Like, mm. don't make them have to wait. They're already doing, like, yeah. an amazing act. And I just thought it was, um, yeah, really classy by an organisation like Geelong. Everyone knows they're a great organisation, but you know, it must be tough after a final that you've just lost to hang out on the ground right near sort of all our supporters. But, yeah, it was first class. Who... Do you think wins the John <coughs> Richmond game? Um, oh, I think Hawkins being out hurts him. Ha- hurts a little bit, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's um, Geelong's defence is really good and it's been really good in the finals. And they kept us to 61 points. I know we kept them to 51, but they kept us to 61. They were able to restrict... Um, yeah, they were able to restrict West Coast pretty well. So, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I think Tomahawk Tomahawk has that ability to no matter who he's on, he just marks it. You know, he's so good one on one, and then Radigalia gets the second best defender. And but yeah, it's hard because if they swing Dangerfield down the forward, you never know what Danger could do. You know, he could kick he could kick eight goals one, or he could kick one goals eight. Like mm. so, he's the best midfielder in the competition pretty much at the moment. Though, yeah, I think he's doing most of his damage in the down the line stuff at the moment. Not so much around the clearances. So. I think somehow if they could work out a way to get him in the centre bounces and then get him forward after the centre bounces because he's so dynamic in the centre bounce. You know, he's probably one of the best centre bounce players in the comp. So he just mimics what Dusty does. <laughs> he goes into sort the centre clearance and then pl- plays yeah, almost plays exclusively forward as a forward. Got, you'd start a half forward there, say like, I don't know, just say Joel Selwood starts in the forward line. As soon as the ball goes up, Joel's in as mid, Danger's forward as a forward, playing yep. deep, let yep. him go to work. Because the, the hard thing with Danger is he's got anyone in the league for speed. Yep. And he's got most of them overhead and one-on-one in the wrestle he's got you. So, well, you played on him. Yeah, and I didn't have him for any of those attributes. <laughs> so how fun's that playing on him? How did you find him physically? He's big and he's strong and he's quick. And um, yeah, we like for me, it's just trying to make sure if he gets it, it's under as much pressure as you can. And that's around the stoppage is a bit... Uh, how it's a bit easier around the stoppage because it's not like he exactly knows where the ball is going to go, so he's not on the fly. So he's sort of half sitting, waiting yeah. to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we were lining up on the wing and the ball got kicked out to us, yeah, I'm just instantly in defense because I know he's quicker than me and he's going to get there. Real sitting duck style. Yeah, I'd be. <laughs> yeah, he like, did knee you in the back of the head, which I thought did. was the a start bit harsh. of the game. That was a ripper. I think I still got a bump there now. So yeah, but yeah, that's you know he's. As I said, but yeah, it'd be interesting because I think, yeah, I think. Somehow, if they can manipulate danger to be at centre bounces and then play as a forward, really helps them. And then, yeah, maybe it is even like a, a Gaz Jr. They probably want him around goals because if he had a couple of opportunities against West Coast where if he kicks that, he's probably kicked three and had mm-hmm. a real impact. But um, yeah, 
It's a tricky one. I think Richmond will start favourites, rightfully so, but... Um, Didn't ask you who's going to start favourites. I asked you who do you think is going to win. Yeah, well, I have to put my life on it. I'd say I think Richmond just in a, in a yep. close one. I reckon that's the most exciting thing, what you were just discussing, is almost Paddy Dangerfield, Dustin Martin, yeah. both forward. The showdown. Who would you rather have? Dusty kick six goals in his first yeah. final? Dusty's Geelong more defend really well, though. Geelong do. Yeah. And so do Richmond. So they don't... They won't allow you too often. So Brisbane were they got left in one on ones with Dusty, where they won't. Yeah. Geelong too often won't let Dusty just sit deep like he does, you know. Because every times when you play Richmond and the ball's in your Ford fifty and he's still in their Ford fifty, mm. he'll just hold. And the ball comes down, but Geelong will always have that extra guy sweeping the contest. Stewart, yeah. Blitzabs Taylor, Blitzabs <laughs> is a good matchup for him. They won't. Yeah. So, but I'm what I'm. I don't think of their. If Geelong get the game on their terms, they're not going to let it go one on one into Dusty. You'll be one on one versus mm. Stewart, and then Blitzhouse is coming or Taylor's coming across. You're Two always coming across. Yeah. Then that's where you've got to be prepared to leave Tart. You've got to leave a Tom Lynch. You've got to leave a Rewalt. But as soon as you know where that ball's going, get across and help and spoil. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. From an outsider looking at both finals, even though I'm playing, it's mm-hmm. like I see two really good matchups that can go either way. And that's what makes it exciting. Richmond, Collingwood for mine, and uh, gee, aren't grand final tickets going to be rare as hen's teeth? Can you imagine grand final week in Melbourne, Cocker? Richmond versus Collingwood. I actually it, can't it's imagine gonna, it. It's going to be tribal. Like I think if <laughs> tribal, if you get well, they're two neighbouring suburbs. If you get the whole Richmond filled up punt road type setup, yeah. Uh, what's that? What's it? Collingwood's main road, Johnson Street. Yeah, yeah, just behind the ground. Sort of. It's more here now, though, isn't it? Yeah. So we take Swan, well, they still, take punt. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's, the intersection it splits, can be the... It splits punt, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but you did do a number on them in last year's preliminary oh, final. they got long memories. It's got it. a Tiger Army. You've got to be up and about. Before we finish up, uh, who's going to win the Brownlow, Scotty? Because we won't talk again uh, before the... When's, oh, that's next week. That's Monday night. Yeah. Who, who tipping... Let's all... Um, I thought, I don't even have a suit. You know, you just remind me that the brown low's on. Yeah, <laughs> you better get to that. Get mate. a suit organised. Yeah. Um, who's going to win that? Yeah. Uh, Lockie Neal. Lockie Neal? I mean, he is one of the favourites. He's, He's one of the favourites, favorite. isn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. He started the year well, didn't he? have like yeah. 50, 50, 60 at the start yeah. of the year. I reckon Dangerfield just comes home so strong. I reckon he's going to poll more than Tim Kelly early. Yeah. Like, I, I just wonder whether the he's umpires... He's a proven vote getter. Yeah. Slow to catch on the Kelly. So, Dangerfield... So, you're going Dangerfield. I think is he da- the favourite? I think... Da- Listen, smart-ass. Real out, out there. Dangerfield and Fife. Dangerfield first, Fife second. Is Fife second favourite, is he? Yeah. yeah. Quinella. Okay, yeah, who's your... 12 who's bucks your easy for market. top five? Yeah, Smokies. Smokies for top smoky. five. Like an Angus Brayshaw last year. Come yeah. Like third, a Brody Grundy. Yeah, question without notice. Um, well, I didn't ask her, but uh, just give me the answer. Real Dorothy Dix. Um, I'm going to have to come back to you on that one, then, Scotty. Yeah. Top, top five, Smokey. Yeah, really, Do you have one, Coco? I don't really think, got yeah, me. no. Oh, Brody Grundy, but I don't think he's Not that really much a of a Smokey. Nah. nah. nah he's Josh Dunkley, top five. Then. Oh, there you oh. go. Yeah, he's very much the Brayshaw mould. You're at 101, Scott. So. But I, I would be classified as a smoky. Yeah. Nah, you, <laughs> I'm not getting top What about Prestia? <laughs> yeah. There you go. They're good smoky. That's a good one. Good smoky. Well done. Meatball Prestia. Um, Meatball Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Righto. <laughs> 
I forgot. Like we say that he's a real good boy and he's always by the book and clean skin. A bit of a robot. But Has he got in trouble? No, he's got a tattoo. We forget about this. He's got a big thug life tattoo on his ankle for when he won the premiership yeah, in 2010. 2010. He's fine. not the tattoo type, is he? How did no. that... So who, no, did, who mean, did you go in with? Me and Brett McAffer went in and got it done. 2010, sober as a judge. So Walked in. <laughs> guy's name was Nugget. Was he sober when he got the um, the palm tree in the sun? Yeah, on his- yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, calf downstairs too. He's a big boy at the moment. Is he? Oh, really? the feathers. Is he? He played VFL last year? Uh, two years ago. Yeah, he played for Alpha last year, this year. Uh, yeah, playing coach this year. Nice. He, he might be another guy that needs a bit of the baby oil up top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, a few of them are Johnson's out here. And Johnson's, if you're watching. That might have been the biggest um, revelation. revelation from this week's episode. <laughs> hey, right. massive game on Saturday, Scotty. Absolutely Thanks, good mate. luck. I'm looking forward to the coming? 50 cuffs. Uh, I am coming. I'm going to be on the boundary line, so you'll see me. Are you doing Triple M? Yep. Beautiful. So you'll, you'll see me sitting five awesome. metres <laughs> away, away from you. Yeah. Try and distract him occasionally. <laughs> Yeah. Could have done the pot on I the always game. give you a bit on the bench. Yeah. Give you well, a thumbs up or something. Yeah. Wink. No, you do. Yeah. Yep. Get your head in the game. What are you doing? I'm not that stressed. Mate, nothing not stressed. nothing disrupt, distracts his I'm guy. I'm surprised when he gets to the uh, bench, they don't just plug him in. Like <laughs> <laughs> a charge. Yeah. Not bad, Coco. All right. It's going to be on, on Saturday afternoon. If you haven't got your tickets, get to the MCG. It's going to be an absolute cracker. As Collingwood via to lock in a second consecutive grand final appearance. Revenge bit on last year's loss. It's going to be on for young and old over the next two weeks. Scotty Pendlebury, five times, six times, three times. Good luck, buddy. They went with that on the banner. Yeah. They stole my idea. Well done. Anyway, thanks. I've been banging on for about (laughs) three years. Finally, someone heard. Cocko and the Bottle Green. Loved you, comedic genius as always. Thank you. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for joining us on the Jock and Jenna Show.